0: All right, guys. Welcome to another edition of Barely Living the Dream. As always, I am your host, Mel House, and joining me are my co-hosts, Brittany Miles hey. and Chris Warren. What's up? And today we have our first special guest. Ooh. Uh, yeah, and, uh, very, yeah, a very, very important one. Um, Lisa Wilcoff, you know, right <gasps> we need from to, the yeah. Nightmare on Street yeah. series.
1: Thank you for that introduction. Yeah. Important.
0: Very important. Like <laughs> uh, To the point where I waited to have special guests until I knew that we could have you
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. It's well, I'm honored. Thank you so much, Mel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, um, you guys might know Lisa as the person, uh, the Dream Master, basically. Alice Johnson, who fought Freddy twice uh, mm-hmm. in the Nightmare series, Nightmare 4 and 5, which... Are no bullshit. Like have always been two of my favorite entries in the series, um, and now I'm lucky enough to call her a friend. So <laughs> indeed, <laughs> welcome, Lisa. And family
1: uh, friend. Yeah, absolutely. I know you all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, wife and child. Yep,
0: yep. And uh, you know she's she's been very supportive of what's been going on. She's been in a bunch of the stuff that we've produced, uh, and I really I kind of you know knowing her and, and getting closer to her over the last few years. I really wanted to have her on to sort of talk about her journey through the industry uh, because I think it's very apropos to what we're talking about here. Um, So if you would, Lisa, uh, I guess we'll start from the beginning. You know, what how did you sort of get started in the industry? I mean, I know you're from the Midwest. Like, what drew you out to the West Coast?
1: To- well, yeah, um, I am from the Midwest and f- still consider that my home. Um, but I didn't move out f- for acting, actually. It was completely... My father was offered a job in uh, the Newport Beach area. So just moved out as a family. I was actually interested in the in the medical field. Uh, my grandmother was an RN. My great-grandfather was a doctor. So, you know, that's kind of where I was heading. I was rather academic and um it it really was an accident that i i even fell into acting and this happens of course we're moving to california and practically everyone and their brother is somehow involved (laughs) in entertainment um but uh i i I just went on on, and i was in high school already um finished high school in irvine actually and a friend of mine was an actor and he's like oh will you just come with me to this audition down in newport he just wanted the company so i was the buddy epson Actors Theater. So I I just went there and I'm sitting in the audience. The auditions are happening for this play. And uh, the producer came up to me. Uh, Her name is Jane Nye. And she was kind of like the blonde bombshell in a very old series called The Bowery Boys, a black and white, kind of goofy. Anyway, Anyway, she asked me to audition, I'm like, oh, no, 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 I, no, no. I'm know, i just here with the friend. And then she asked me again, she asked me three times, and so I guess she had a very firm idea on what she wanted this character to be in this play, to look like, I don't know. Um, anyway, I went up and auditioned for the role of the girl in Lanford Wilson's play, The Hot Al Baltimore, and I got the lead role, the girl, and uh, that launched my career, As far as I, back then there was a magazine called Dramalogue, which is no Mm -hmm. longer around, Mm -hmm. but I received Dramalogue awards and and all kinds of things, and that kind of put me on the map. And so I continued to do Equity Waiver and Community Theater even while I was going to school full time at high school. So that's kind of how that began. Um, But it's interesting, there were things I did along the way to make money, (laughs) but you know, like little modeling jobs and -hmm. and things like that. Um, The worst one was. uh, Going, driving up to the LA Convention Center and um, scooping ice cream. They wanted cute girls scooping ice cream. We wow. scooped ice cream all day. Okay, my wrists are something's wrong with my wrists because they're like really skinny, and I don't have wrist power.
2: <laughs> and then,
1: and you're in these deep bu- buckets of ice cream, and you have ice cream like. All the way from your wrist up to your elbows, oh. and it's sticky oh, gross. and gross. I had to do that for two days. It was oh, horrible. Yes. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that's, that's, you pay that's your dues regardless. You, you, yeah, for
0: sure. You do. You do. Did you ever have to wait tables?
1: I'd never waited tables, but I did work in a restaurant right out of college mm. for a couple months at a restaurant called Hampton's. Um, I was a hostess. So I did that. I mean, I wasn't even... I didn't qualify to be a waiter yet. <laughs> so, so I got to be the hostess, you know, hostess with the mostest. Nice. <laughs> so you... I did that. But fortunately, I got really lucky because I did get General Hospital yeah. very soon after, um, Young and the Restless and then General Hospital very soon after college.
0: And those are your first sort of like big, quote unquote, yes. things. Yes, okay.
1: yes, yes.
0: Cool. And so what um, What led from that What? was the path from that to being in the nightmare in
1: <laughs> oh my goodness uh, <laughs> oh well well no no i mean i it was i got i worked for, pretty consistently as an actor i mean yeah. i did make a living at it yeah. um it, nightmare in elm street came about gosh um the old-fashioned way which is auditioning <clears throat> going into the casting director's office and auditioning the old-fashioned way. It, however, uh, it took a while to get that audition because um, Annette Benson, she's the casting director. I think she cast like all of them. Um, she told me this story because then, I mean, I was the typical '80s, lots of makeup. I had this virgin platinum blonde hair, you know, and and. uh just didn't really fit the character of Alice mm-hmm. in, in the image that they saw. Right. Like Jane Nye saw me sitting in the audience, had me audition for a play based on, I guess, how I looked, which you imagined for the role. So anyway, going back to that. So um, they would not audition me. No way. I mean, they just said, no, 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 no. Now, mind you, I, I did have a, thea- a theater degree from UCLA. Oh. I mm-hmm. studied Grotowski in Poland. Wow. And I studied Grotowski in L.A. three nights a week. Um, doing my regular college courses as well. So, I mean, I was a trained actor. And this is all on my resume. Nope, 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 doesn't matter. You know, nope, she doesn't look like the role because they're looking at your 8x10 picture. Right. That's why it's so important, your 8x10 picture. And you can have a variety of them. And, of course, nowadays, with everything digital, Mm -hmm. you could have 20 pictures if you wanted to. Though I don't recommend that what i've been told from casting directors and whatever but you can you know i have like five or six you know now mm-hmm. so anyway um i finally they couldn't find the gal to play to play you know alice they needed that gal who had a theater degree and studied grotowski and that was me <laughs> 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 they didn't know it but they find i finally got my opportunity and got to audition for the role and of course i went in dirty hair no makeup wearing my worst color, you know, and, and acted, you know, did what I was trained to do. Right. And I had one call back and then I learned on my honeymoon that I had gotten the role of Alice. Oh,
0: wow. Very cool. And, yeah, and that's, yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I mean, the thing, like I so, first of all, I have to say it's. Super sur- I mean, super surreal. Like I'm looking at the Nightmare Four and Five posters right now. <laughs> For those of you that know me, know that my house, like that's how we decorate. You know, I have all the posters <laughs> up. But Lisa's sitting like right under one of them. It's just very weird. I still have these moments where I, I do become it's funny, like last night, uh, Melanie's like, Yeah, when you're around Lisa, you become like the twelve year old boy again. <laughs>
1: <I> <laughs> we, was like, well, yesterday was my birthday and we all went out to dinner. Yeah, it we was all awesome. Hung out,
0: but uh Yeah, well, I mean, it's true. That's I mean, how old I was when I saw the movie. I mean, it. I clearly remember. I clearly remember the experience of seeing it because it was. It's all tied up with like my crazy family life and stuff. But it was you know one of those times where my mom like came and picked me up and she was like she wanted to do something fun because we really didn't have that much of a relationship. I didn't even live with her, and she's like, "Well, let's go see those Freddy movies you like." So she took me to the theater to go see Nightmare Uh, (laughs) Four, and uh, I just vividly remember like. Just the experience, you know, and just really, really being into the film, you know. I, I was into all of them up to that point, you know. Mm. And um, then I remember her going, "Okay, so now what do you want to go eat?" And I was being funny. I was like, "Let's go eat pizza." <laughs>
1: You know, uh,
0: so yeah, it's it's definitely like a a formative a formative part of my of my life. Oh so gosh, it's cool. I'm like I'm glad you know I'm glad that uh, we can you can share the experiences Yes, here on the podcast. So- and I
1: and my family name by the way is Lisa Pizza. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> yeah. My sister is Jello Jill or Jill Jello, and I'm been Lisa Pizza. This is when we were kids. I don't know how it came out, but I do love pizza. It's my favorite food in the entire world. Awesome. Anyway, I just had to. <laughs> throw that in there (laughs) oh yeah of course course. absolutely
0: (laughs) so you um you mentioned like so so what was how did the discussion go i guess once you got the role uh of of them sort of making you become alice like changing Mm -hmm. your hair or whatever like yeah yeah.
1: well yeah it was definitely um i literally had the, the the call back on a friday um and met rennie and Tuesday night was in the room, and the DP was there, and and then I was I got married that Sunday, <laughs> wow, <laughs> and Jeez. big wedding too, you know, like a yeah. big old wedding, and flew off to Hawaii for a honeymoon. So we're about five days into our honeymoon, get the call that I got the role, and and I need to come back early because yeah. they needed to do a um, screen like a screen test in the yeah. sense I already mm-hmm. had the role, but they wanted to play with lighting uh my hair and all of this and you know it was like well you're gonna have to do something about your hair and it was fine it was interesting rennie hired all blondes now tuesday night who pl- re- replaced the role of uh played kristin mm-hmm. was blonde right. so she had to stay blonde
2: mm-hmm.
1: now brooke these is naturally super blonde
2: oh wow
1: i was super blonde mm-hmm. rennie's blonde
2: It's like Scandinavian Exactly Scandinavian Can't be any longer So
1: anyway So what was decided Is a rinse would be put On my hair Because I didn't want To dye it You know I just didn't want To dye it Because I never had Had colored my hair mm. um, so we do a rinse on my hair and then Debbie wore that crazy outrageous 80s wig yeah. you know the big hair and punk rocker kind of look so yeah. so mm. that's what was decided and they played with lights and with my eyes and you know that kind of thing and yeah. and we had a good four hour worked on wardrobe you know and all of that so um, yeah, so it all came together, and it was definitely well worth it to have. Because not every film I've done do they allow that time to right. do right. some setups with lighting and, and camera and and that kind of thing. Right. So it was yeah. a, it was a really great experience. A lot of attention to detail, yeah. which I would attribute to to Renny Harlan.
0: Yeah, and then it gives you. I mean, I don't. I'm sure this was thought of at the time, but it gives you the latitude to develop into. Mm. The Alice at the end, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it kind of gives you that room. Another thing I found interesting is like, so there's Alice in four, and then when you, in part five, you kind of look like you do. Yeah. Like they didn't dye your hair or anything. Right. Did that ever come up, or they were just like, ah, it's fine?
1: (laughs) (laughs) They said it was fine, you know. Well, it's interesting because the dye, because we filmed for 10 weeks on four, and they put that rinse on my hair every day
2: yeah
1: so it stained my hair think of something white that you put dark on
2: yeah right stained my hair
1: so at the end of the film where they were giving me stuff like metal axe and sit in the sun to like get the the rinse out whatever but it's fine i mean i would do it a hundred times over you know yeah and in five it was kind of like because at the end of four Alice is definitely confident right. and 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 not a wallflower anymore yeah. by any means. Right. So I think they felt fine with how I looked and cool. uh, and got to wear continued to wear mascara. Yes. Actually, we it was yeah. really exciting. Like i mascara on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So uh, so you do Nightmare 4 and 5.
1: And yeah. Then, uh, and I'm married and have you're ma- a child. And, you're mar- yeah. you,
0: and you have a child by this point.
1: Well, no. It was a little after. A little after. Kind okay. of changed my career a bit. Right. No, <laughs> right. So yeah,
0: take us there. So like what... There, Nightmare 5 happens and then where, where, to sort of, where do things go? Like-
1: well, a lot of great opportunities came my way and I try to remember in between uh, 4 and 5. But I know between 4 and 5 I did some stuff and I know Star Trek was in there. Next uh-huh. Generation mm-hmm. I did and uh, after five i mean the recurring role in knots landing i did tons of sitcoms guest stars recurrings mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff um then um and then i wanted to, I wanted to have family you know have 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 a child so um i did that and before my first son alex he um before your kid goes to school you know you pretty much can do whatever you want right um but once school starts you know they're in they're in school and if you want to be around you can't exactly be flying off to new york to do a soap opera or you know do a film in france for two months or whatever i mean that just isn't part of it so um so that certainly changed my life and i pretty much fell out of acting and then i had i had two boys um um, and I pretty much fell off the planet. For I mean, as far as film world and um, uh, TV and whatnot, yeah. And to stay home and raise my my kids.
0: So it was definitely a decision you made. Like you were getting offers, and you were like, "Nope, I've got to."
1: Well, I yeah. had. A, it finally said to my agents, "I said, you know what? I've got to do this." Yeah. You know, and the agents know this with female actors that that they're always like, you know, they have their upcoming star or whatever, you know, and then right. she's like, "I'm getting married," and they go. Oh, that means babies. Oh yeah. that means that we may not see her for a while, you know. Um, the face of doom we, on their face, but it's like, you know, you gotta live your life and do what you right. wanna do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting back into it is a whole other story. Yeah. No. <laughs> at the, no, at
0: the time you made that decision, were you thinking this is it for me, or were you thinking, Okay, well in five, ten years or whatever, I'll jump back in or
1: I was kinda like Maybe this is it. I think my uh-huh. husband was a writer producer and working on uh, Boy Meets World. And, you know, I was kind of a traditional arrangement. You know, I was like, being the stay at home mom and he was, you know, bringing home the bread kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I end up but I missed it. I missed I did yeah. absolutely miss it. Uh, no question about it. Um And it's later on that, um, you know, and I still worked even when Alex was little. I remember we did um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in Vancouver, and he was only like, you know, eight months old. Uh And my husband was a writer, so he could just bring his, you know, he could work up there and bring the baby, and it was no problem. But again, once the school started, I was kind of like, okay, I think I'm out of this for a while. yeah, Um, Because I wanted to be room mom, and I, you know, do all that good stuff with my my children. Um, But then, you know, again, it definitely, I missed it a lot.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, <coughs> Excuse one, me, I have this allergy thing yeah, going on. Okay. I think we like, were talking
1: me, earlier, we're all like, oh no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome to Texas. Oh, okay. Uh, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh one thing you mentioned was doing like the little doing like the TV movies and stuff in between 4 and 5. Mm. That made me remember I have a whole friendship that's that still continues to this day that's predicated on the fact that Okay, so we were in I guess it was seventh, seventh grade, right? That's mm-hmm. about right. Mm-hmm. It was be- it was between the two movies. Um, and the teacher wheels in. You know, it's one of those days where it's like AV day. They're going to bring in a TV and we're going to watch a movie, right? Yeah. And so they wheel it in and the movie they play is Little Miss Perfect. What? Which is the after school special.
1: You've seen Little Miss Perfect? I totally have seen Little Miss oh, Perfect. Oh my gosh. And so gosh. me
0: and this guy that sat across the room from me, Mike, Mike Maddox, at the same time, <laughs> as soon as the movie starts, we, the credits come up. It's oh. like starring Lisa Wilcox. We're like, the Dream Master. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that guy over there. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, gotta get to
1: know him. He's gonna, he's
0: gonna, be, my, he's gonna be my friend.
2: Oh, like. wow. That is wild.
1: Lil' <laughs> yeah. is perfect. Uh, Marsha Mason directed that. Yeah. She was a... Big actress in the '70s and mm-hmm. and stuff, and a dancer originally. Yeah. Um, and she directed that, and that was pretty awesome and interesting enough. I was not the Little Miss Perfect. I was the one who. Who attacked Little Mister Perfect? Yeah, yeah, I, I <laughs> it was an after-school special kind of thing yeah. about bulimia. Actually, yep. Yep. yeah, totally. yeah. No, that was a really yeah great good experience. Great yeah. experience.
0: So after that's Nightmare funny four and five, that's, that's the main funny now. That's funny now. I keep meaning to tell you that story, but I literally just well, remember. first
1: time I heard it. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. So oh. um,
0: so uh, I guess after after you kind of uh, got out of it, how long was it before you started? Uh, sort of doing the convention thing you know Mm. or or like figuring out that that was a thing that you could even do Mm.
1: well because it was a weekend and it was something that I you know could leave the kids and and whatnot uh, long enough you know it wasn't like a huge commitment at all Um, the first one I ever did was chiller actually and i was just amazed i had no idea because i'd been out of the picture for so long literally out of the picture (laughs) that i had no idea that there was this huge this huge following for um the alice character Mm. even or even the nightmare elm street movies i mean i knew they were popular and i was a big fan of nightmare elm street before i even did nightmare four i'd seen the three before I've, i've always loved horror um since i was little but I, I was just completely shocked. I mean, I just had no idea yeah. um, that popularity, and the popularity continues to grow. It, oh, it yeah. really does, yeah. and and now there's generations, you know, of of folks that come up with their kids, their grandkids, and this and that. And I mean, it's total honor. My gosh, it's just great, and I'm just so thrilled that um, the character of Alice, uh, in particular, mainly made an impression on. Uh, young men and young women, and even more today. I have a l- so many more women coming to, and young young gals coming to my table to express their gratitude for, you know, God. I was in high school. You know, Alice really helped me out. And, yeah, totally. And yeah. and it's just it used to be all men and all boy. Yeah. you know, boys. Which, which n- I can
0: see that too. Like but, that. that, that mm-hmm. Like I mentioned that. At a, it's me seeing that movie at a time where things were kind of rough. Well, mm-hmm. things were rough for a long time, but. Like with the, just the home situation with the mm-hmm. dad, you could
1: relate absolutely, totally relate. You know,
0: I kind of like the Nightmare series is sort of known for that, but like the two where it shines are the first one and the mm. four. There's yeah. a
1: lot of family yeah. history you see, yeah. background. To, you know, my mom's died, that you, you see the mourning going yeah, on yeah. to me and my you brother, see, and... like
0: go to funerals, like
1: right, like, you know,
0: like there's there's consequences, you know what I mean, like there's yes. weight to the deaths and everything, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's that's why those particularly resonate with me but yeah i totally understand why people would yeah would say that and you
1: know? and then it's interesting because then lo and behold as my kids had grown up um all the kids such as yourself that had watched nightmare on elm street growing up uh-huh. have now are grown-ups and they've gone into film mm-hmm. writers directors right you know all dps whatever and so what started to happen is my agent would get a call and say well, um, we have this offer for a movie and such and such, and we you want to read the script. And he knew you from Nightmare on Elm Street. He, you, you know, you're yeah. the first movie he saw in the theater, or you're the first yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street he ever saw in the theater, or whatever. So so I was getting scripts and offered roles in these in these role in these um, films. Yeah, screen and SAG, you know, because I'm union member, whatever, and they and done full on above board everything. So that was gosh, um, so fortuitous and just so you know, like wow, this is awesome. So so I would try to do you know a movie maybe a movie or two a year, you know. Again, not a huge commitment, but um, but it's only of recent that I've decided to just go back into it full, 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 full time. And, and the industry's completely changed. Right, right. <laughs> so, so how long
0: ago was it that you made that switch? Where you kind of... Like,
1: uh, well, like um, November last year. Yeah,
2: I remember. <laughs> us I knew. And it was the holidays. Stuff. And it was the
1: holidays. So it's really January this year. Yeah. And uh, you know, I went in to talk to my agent because my agent will still represent me. But I told her, you can't submit me anymore because I worked a corporate job for five years. Yeah. Um, Before that, I had a company with uh, Tuesday Night doing toe brights. Yeah. And I would do autograph shows, but I really was into the into business, 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 and I really turned my back pretty much fully on really applying myself full time as an actress until really January this year. Yeah. Um, And you know, I talked to my agent too, and I said, you can submit me now for TV. You can submit me. Now for film, you can submit me and now I'm, you know, completely available, but it's completely changed because of the digital age In the old day, it was an eight by 10, physical eight by 10 that had to be delivered by a messenger to the casting director office. You go to the cast, there'd be stacks and stacks of pictures with the resume, you know, stapled on the back, Mm. one staple, not two,
2: and it was very,
1: make sure that resume is cut to size because the resume paper is the letter size, the resume, the picture is eight by 10, so you had to cut them and... You know, yeah. I mean, it was a very the pro- process that was done, and now you know my agent's like, oh, I haven't used physical eight by ten in three years. Yeah. You wow. know, it's all done on uh, these websites, LA Casting, etc. Mm-hmm. So the casting directors just go and. Your agent submits you electronically,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then the casting director looks at you electronically. And this is where you can have a library of pictures, and your agent can suggest, you know, can s- select different ones. Okay. And then it's submitted, and then you get your audition. And then you don't even have to be in town. You can just do it remotely with if you have a video camera or someone with a video camera, mm-hmm. or you make sure you got some good lighting going on. Memorize your lines, and then do your audition from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you wanted to, right? Even yeah. though you live in LA, yeah, right. You know,
0: yeah, and uh, so what? Well, I guess what was is that? The, is that sort of like the biggest change you noticed? Jumping back in, like how sort of decentralized things have become? And so reliance on technology
1: complete reliance on technology before it was you know no it was your automobile to get there parking don't get a parking ticket and, <laughs> and get to the set on, or get to uh paramount and time allow 20 minutes for parking in the parking garage and now. now mind you yes you still go and physically audition but you aren't limited to that anymore you can remotely audition now there's companies grown that are have are blooming up in in la mm-hmm. you hire them and they will there have professional lighting their camera and <clears throat> a space and you go and do a, your audition because nowadays too even with a physical audition you're still put on tape our wow. yeah. film yeah. the director's never in the room the right. producer's not in the room. In the old days, they, they would be. Wow. Now it's a casting director running a camera, and then they submit it to the director. And the director is probably in Canada filming something, and mm-hmm. he's looking at his next project and the actors he wants to hire, you know, right. after he's at the end of a day of filming. That So that's how it's completely changed, yeah.
0: yeah. And so what have you, <laughs> as far as, like, the films you work on, how much of it would you say, how much of the production still happens in the Los Angeles area versus... Places you have to fly to? None. Yeah,
1: <laughs> none. So you're I did pretty much always travel. I did one uh, project. that's meant for TV called Nightmares, and I can't really talk about it yet. But I did film that in November uh, last year. Um, that filmed in LA. Uh-huh. Um, everything else that I have scheduled for this year, autograph shows, films, all out of all out of state. Yeah. I have um, Canada, um, Texas, and. Uh, will a movie william frost may film in palm springs but that's outside of la actually it's about three hours from la um all the conventions i do they're all out of state as well yeah so it's it's uh it's giving me an opportunity to kind of look at because my kids are now completely grown um doing their careers or in college so it's giving me to look at, I don't have to live in L.A. if I don't want to anymore. So I'm considering moving. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, we were, yeah, I was going to mention we talked about that. I guess yesterday on the drive from Dallas that you're thinking about moving elsewhere, mm-hmm. which is cool. I mean, it's something you do now. I mean, it's the the way things have changed have enabled us to, or me to stay here and still go out there and work or right. wherever I needed to, right, mm-hmm. to work. Uh, so.
1: and if yeah and if an audition came in i'll fly in stay with a friend yeah and then if i book the job then um great then i'll i'll rent a place or or whatever but i'm not limited to you know i'm looking at tennessee right now you know oh wow and you know you just get so much more for your money and it's beautiful there it's very much like missouri and there's actually filming a lot of filming happening out in georgia yeah and a lot of actors are bi-coastal that way they actually bought homes in georgia yeah because you get Again, so much more for your money. Right. And kept their apartment in L.A. So when they have to, you know, the one out of seven times you have to be in L.A., mm-hmm. you know, they go to their apartment. Or they stay with friends, again, you know. And, again, yeah. if you book, let's say you book a regular on CBS. But now, as we know, t- the, the networks the networks were the powerhouses in the 80s. Yeah. Now that's, they're, like, at the bottom of the rung, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. AMC is the top or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah, it's t- so changed.
0: So, I mean, what would you what would you say is the main now that things have changed? What would be the main thing you miss the most about the old school "quote unquote" way of doing it?
1: Um, I I miss the personalization. I miss the room with, okay. Now, mind you, it could be terrifying. Your agent says, "Okay, you're have it's your callback or your final callback," and everyone's going to be there. That means the writer, the director, the producer, wh- whoever has any vested interest in this project. You could walk in a room and there's like. 10 people total strangers staring at you perform okay incredibly nerve-wracking it can be okay right. however the beauty in that is that they get to see you as a person walk in introduce yourself they see in the flesh three-dimensionally you know right this person and there's still something to say about getting a vibe from somebody that you get when you're physically with someone you know so um and that you just can't capture on tape yeah, you just yeah. can't so i miss that um i miss that a lot now it's just like gee they're just gonna go off of my because i your essence you know right. you're i don't feel like the essence is of your person is captured so much on film you know yeah um yeah. if you're doing the acting and you're you capture the essence of the character but there's also just the individual you know which i feel like should be part of you know the whole experience for whoever's hiring you yeah well, should, you know which could be it. plus yeah. or minus yeah,
3: yeah you're on a set for so long yeah. you know you need to make sure the chemistry is y- there you the chemistry is the there right. yeah
1: because maybe the person you would just watch on screen is fantastic but their attitude is horrible yeah. mm. and they're icky and you oh, it, 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 and if, if they've met if you, they had met them in person they would have gone oh nah, something about this person i yeah. don't want to yeah. work with this person right you see you know what i'm right. talking about then Yo, well, yeah, i can
0: yeah. we, we lucked out with you and debbie like yeah, I, yeah. like
1: we're wow. the only two well, no. <laughs> no, well, no, no, well, no I'm but kidding!
0: But two, <laughs> no I'm kidding. You're the two that for sure. I'm like, yep, them, they're cool. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I can totally speak to that too because yeah. I mean I come from theater as well, mm. so you know having people come in and audition for you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You, you're absolutely right. You get this feeling from them. You you know it's an essence. It's mm-hmm. a great word because um, I noticed when we first when we were doing Amago and people were sending in all these you know auditions, it was weird for me because I'm sitting mm. there just watching. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't I'm not getting everything. Like, yeah, it's not a full thing. And I remember there were a couple of them that I'm just like, I like it. I just don't know who he is. Yeah. I don't know who this person is. So I don't know yeah. if it's gonna work or not. So mm. I totally understand where you're coming yeah. from on that. It's totally
1: in the chemistry word you had mentioned. What was right. that you had mentioned? The right? chemistry. Yeah, yeah. That, that and the essence, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like that just isn't picked up on um on tape.
0: Yeah. I I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. Um so I'm going to sort of now we're going to talk about sort of how you came into our orbit, I guess. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, and I'm going to loop back to when you were talking about doing conventions because whether you you probably know this, but that's sort of how it started. Obviously, cuz I'm a freaking nerd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I you probably don't even remember this, but there was a show we talked about a little bit in the car but in Pasadena that you guys did that was a uh, there was a few there were a few nightmare people there. You, Andres, and uh Tuesday were there.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe
0: Robert, I don't I don't remember if he I don't think he was at that one. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was the first time I would actually, you know, seen nightmare people in person, I think, because for a while, uh there just weren't a bunch of because I think Freddy's dad had come out. Like there weren't movies happening, so mm-hmm. there wasn't a whole bunch of nightmare promo going on. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, you guys had a table and I was just starting to sort of make movies seriously back then. It was mm-hmm. probably around, um, uh, two, 2000, I mm-hmm. would say. And, um, I, I, I had my, like my business cards that I just made. And I was like, should I approach her? Not <laughs> I don't know. Not <laughs> her. And, and I actually did. I, I, cause I'm I so
1: know. scary. Well, yeah, I know, I, mean, like, I know. You know. I get, you know, it. I, I get you know, it. I get <laughs> it. I was also
0: like, you know, super young and inexperienced and, 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 uh,
1: I don't think your wife would say you've changed.
0: Probably again.
2: Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: Became the twelve-year-old kid. Sorry, again. I just took, have I, to
1: keep poking you. It's no, no, so that, fine. that's totally fine. I, t- I took in that
0: situation. I absolutely was. Yeah. Um, and because I was getting all nervous and stuff. Yeah. But I just didn't know. Over just overall, I didn't know how to approach that. Okay, this is a real actor.
2: Mm.
0: How do I talk to them about being in something I'm doing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, because that was before the digital. I mean, that was before things kind of changed. Mm-hmm. You know. Even us having inside knowledge of it, you know, that was before, it was when Hollywood was this big mystical thing that how do you Mm. break in and
2: Mm -hmm. agents
0: and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I was like, okay, I got to go talk to her. And I went, actually, I went to your, I went to y'all's table, bought pictures, got autographs, (laughs) got a picture with you guys, which I was trying to dig up because it'd be hilarious, but I can't find, it's in my closet somewhere. But anyway, I I chickened out the first time.
1: (laughs) And I was like, I didn't, so
0: I I got chickened out. I didn't, I, I wasn't up to talking biz
1: but then i walked (laughs) away and i was like
0: you know what i'm gonna kick myself if i don't if i don't do this and yeah so then um i like 20 minutes later i walked up and i was like hey i just want to let you know i'm a filmmaker and uh i'd love to cast you in something like is there any you know can you give me any info or whatever i tried to be as 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 Less, less creepy as I like, <laughs> yeah,
1: You tried to be a professional.
0: Try to be a professional. Yes. Try not to be a creeper. And, because, and good
1: start is to say, I am a filmmaker. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. But, th-
0: but see, I psyched myself out because I was like, I bet they hear that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's the new. you know Like, uh, I'm a photographer. Uh. We'll take some pictures. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, I, I, I said that, and you were totally cool. You were like, Yeah, awesome. Here's my agent's info. And you gave me Kate's info. That was when uh-huh. I got it back then okay wow and you gave me kate's info and you're like yeah you know just talk to her and we'll figure it out and so like that's what i use to contact you for Amaga. wow mm-hmm. you know so it did eventually yes you know, to,
1: and it so, did yeah yes
0: so and, and but you were like i said you were totally cool about it you didn't blow me off you didn't treat, <laughs> you didn't treat me like i was some jackass that, no you know? so i really appreciate that you know uh. that, that really kind of it, it set the tone in a way because there were times after that where I tried talking to people yes. and I did get that.
1: Response, really?
0: You know? Mhm. Yeah. And I'm like who's laughing now? <laughs> 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 yeah. Not, not really. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Oh gosh. But
0: but yeah, that kind that totally sowed the seeds for us contacting you to be at imago so
1: oh um, well i'm yeah. honored and what a great experience that was goodness really cool movie yeah
0: that it's fine it's coming out soon oh. under a different title soon under a different title great called role. in the blood in
1: the blood in the i know blood. i have to keep yeah. saying that yeah, But really uh, cool role oh yeah. thank so, you for the opportunity oh yeah absolutely you know and you to came get, in, get
0: you and, more you things on my reel killed it nailed it <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> awesome do you remember much about sort of that period of time like like us approaching you for the film, are you reading the script or?
1: Oh yeah, I remember reading the script and Kate let me know and it was one of those. Well, you've got a the script that want you to play the role, you know, and this and that. And I read it and I thought the script was pretty freaking awesome and I was in. Let Kate know and you guys figured out the numbers and yeah, and nice. there we went. Yep, yeah, yeah. And um, and there's been a f- number of projects, you know, with you guys and mm. and other folks too. Uh, of course, you Mel and I, we've worked now a few times together. Yeah, Klinger.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you
1: brought me in on that?
0: Brought you in on that. Yeah. Uh, soon to be mystery spot. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. we were
1: chatting about on the drive yeah. and yeah. really excited about that. Script. And there are there a couple of things like I, so good.
0: I really I pushed hard to get you on, but then like they yeah. didn't happen for no fault of my own. But, sure. Sure. Or, you know, whatever, you know, how stuff happens, yeah. but. I really do. Like whenever there's a role that's open, like you and Debbie, like the first people I try to get in. Well,
1: so appreciated. Seriously, really do. You're great to work with. And at the meantime, and what's developed is this relationship where... You know, if a script comes, like the Canadian one, I can't bring you in because it's Canada and they're going to have a Canadian crew, but this is a great way to be building, helping right, each right. other out. I right. mean, I, Debbie and I are definitely supportive people, and that's mm-hmm. interesting. You've had experiences that weren't like that. Oh, yeah. So I'm okay. sorry about that, but yeah. they're lost. Well, you guys... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're lost. Exactly. exactly. You
0: know? So you guys totally make up for it. And I, have to, I mean, when I say that, it's no bullshit. Like, there are times... I mean, you guys everybody out there has listened to the podcast, you know about all the dark times or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In those cases, that's the stuff that gets me through for mm-hmm. sure. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. The Dream Master has my back. Mm-hmm. And Debbie Rashawn has my <laughs> back. Mm-hmm. I should mm-hmm. not stress about this because mm-hmm. well and and then, you know, you put yourself on the not on the line, but kind of, and that got like when you gave the script to Robert to read. Yeah. And yeah. he called me that weekend I and mean, yeah. we talked about that. And same thing totally cool yeah treated me like a peer you know we yes. set some super nice things they had no he didn't have to do all that yeah you know what i mean yeah but that again put a lot of gas in the tank you right. know what i mean like, yeah uh, I that's like, great and i was like you know what i I'm, i am on the right track i definitely yes. am doing what i need to be doing yes so i appreciate all of that immensely well,
1: yeah, um we do too thank one, you one
0: one thing that i one i just realized this but we're talking about you reading the imago script uh that all happened around this time because we were at Texas Frightmare yep. when, oh. Kate, when, when yep. Kate emailed me and said that oh, right. she was reading the script and she was like, oh, I'm getting scared. This just happened. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, then that weekend, she's, she's like, yeah, Lisa's in or whatever. So yeah. it was, I think the second or third one.
1: Oh, there, Yeah, wow. yeah was right
0: around this time. Oh, so. my gosh. Serendipity. I remember, yeah, I remember I- Mel showing me the email and I was just like, oh.
1: <laughs> I think
0: I fell out of my seat. It was crazy. Oh, gosh.
1: Oh, no. No. That was a great experience. However, you know, Mel, I always chide him because there's one thing I can never, ever forgive him for.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: Filming. In Houston, oh yeah, yeah. In, oh. August, <laughs> yeah. in August, Trust me in Augusta. No
0: warehouse. No AC. I beat myself up over that one all and the time. And
1: then it's oh, raining, there. and it's so hot. This the the water is steaming up off the sidewalk, oh, yeah. Yeah. and I'm like. Can I just take my clothes off and go running down the street naked because I am so hot? (laughs) It was was brutal. When
0: when When I look at, when I watch that movie now, or like I'm watching the VFX stuff, or that's the first, like I get hot no yeah <laughs> Immediately. like that's that's the <laughs> that's just, feeling i feel right i start sweating it's well, just an like the exorcist
1: scene in reagan and the room gets cold yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah.
0: Well, it was like there's one scene that we always were always like man it just brings back the memory of how hot it was and we were shooting in mel's in his house mm. and omar was actually so hot that literally he was just Dripping. Dripping. And yeah. like we, we kept good. trying to debt, da- and it was just like finally we're like, we, there, <laughs> there's, we don't have an option. We have to shoot. So yeah. we just had to go with it. And he yeah. just has beads oh. of sweat. And he's yeah. like, man, it was, and it was at night. And it was just still boiling it was
1: pretty much all those
0: people you can't have the air Yeah. so yeah that's
1: right because that's the thing you can't have the air blowing you can't because sound picks it up and that's and we've you know all of us actors have been through quote brutalities like that and it's part of you know being an actor but i just want to say to people when you're when you're watching a movie and and uh it's a scene in the desert they're really in a desert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. uh, you see, they're in the ocean. They're really in an ocean. Yeah. And who knows what temperature that ocean uh, is or yeah. whatever, but you've got to blaze on through. Anyway, I just just had to throw that in there. <laughs> because it's, just yeah, like, yeah. it's like, yeah, we, we're really doing that. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. That's, that's a part that people don't
1: really yeah. think of sometimes. Right. Um, All right we ha- and actors have to have some endurance. Let's put it that yeah, way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, Imago, that'll be, or In the Blood, as in it's called. Blood. We just got an email from the VFX supervisor, so it should be finished. Yeah. Oh, soon. that's great. Pretty soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Uh, I think we've mentioned what's going on with that. If not, we'll do the cliff notes real quick. Yeah. We finished the movie, got a couple offers on it, but mm. it's, we noticed that. After a couple of, we actually screened it a couple places, got yeah, some really VFX good. the VFX were basically yeah. holding it back. Mm. Like, yeah. We had some salespeople tell us that, too. Yeah. And we understand, like, there was a series of things that happened to make that happen. Right. So, mm-hmm. But. In the interim, we built a relationship with a person from working on other stuff exactly. that was able to hook us up See, and do really yeah. good stuff. Tell ya, I mean, yeah. if it's, you saw the stuff, I'll show you some of it when we get up to okay. Dallas or whatever this weekend. It's amazing. It oh, wow. To it takes a whole other level. Oh,
1: my gosh. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. That's yeah. great.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, but that's what it all It's You know, you build these relationships, and that's what it takes time. And, yeah. you know, when you're trying to get started, it's like just, you know, meet anyone you can. Some will treat you nicely, some won't. Yeah. Um. But it's about yeah building those relationships right. because I know, in uh, there's a director Gregory J. Martin that he was also a big fan of Nightmare and I did like three movies with him. Yeah. That's... Because and you know if you like get if you get along together mm-hmm. then why change the rhythm here you know right yeah. anyway so it's cool
0: yeah and as I mentioned like uh Lisa. Lisa will be joining the Placeholders cast when we shoot Season 2 as the mayor. Super excited for that. <laughs> yeah. Which was actually my... I mean, it was my intention way back in the beginning. Because when I thought, I was like, oh, we need a mayor. Because when I worked at the access station, that was that interaction happened a lot. Right. I was like, dude, it should be Lisa. But, but, but the way we did it in the first place, it just... It was hard to figure out, you know.
1: No. But it's now, like, dude, now. It's good it's timing. It's good timing because I couldn't have done it before. Right. Exactly. I was working right. that corporate job thing, yeah, right. right? Exactly. Exactly. Now I'm available. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I'm super excited about that stuff because you had actually had a chance to watch the first episode.
1: I did. Yeah. And I put it on my Twitter. It's so funny. Nice. It's so funny. <laughs> so I can't wait to watch the rest of the episodes. And, oh, seriously. And I did. I put it on Twitter. And I'll, I'm will i going to have uh, Ash, my PR gal, try to Put do more, you know, um, with it because I really want people to start following it. I thought it was great. Good job, guys. Yeah, and I can't wait. And interesting, you're casting me as a judge. Very interesting. Yeah. The the Red Hollow movie I'm doing in Canada. I'm playing a um, I I mean as a mayor, as a mayor. The Red Hollow movie in Canada. I'm playing a a judge. Oh wow. Yeah. Nice. So it's kind of interesting to be in this, you know. Power. Power woman thing. I'm digging it. <laughs> it's going to make the world change. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, um, one thing that I wanted to bring up that you, you mentioned when we, were, when we were talking about, I guess, the writing process or whatever yesterday and just in the conversation. But I was I was telling her about placeholders, 30 to 45, mystery spot, like all that stuff. I wrote as sort of a coping mechanism. I was going like, to say, you mean mm. the rage writing?
2: Rage writing. <laughs> yeah, share
1: that. Yeah. Well, but
0: least but so you guys are going to find it hilarious. Lisa, Lisa goes, oh, Angry Mill. I don't know that I've ever seen Angry Mill. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, there are people that only see <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, my default setting, I think. Oh. But, but, but honestly, like, that's, yeah, that's that's kind of what drives me. Like, I kind of, I'm like, man, if I'm not, like, if things are successful and I become rich and famous, like, what am I going to write about? Oh, I don't really think that'll. I mean, I don't think that I'll have that issue. But it is funny to sort of think. Oh, that. Oh gosh. But yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, Mystery Spot. I never intended to. It was just really yeah, pure rage writing. Oh yeah. <laughs> and wow. I, was, I didn't even know what form it would take. But again, like another another thing that's another thing you did inadvertently, maybe or knowing or not. But when I sent it to you to you get to you to read mm-hmm. and you were so complimentary about it. Mm-hmm. That's when I seriously thought about. Mm. Okay, let's make this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, before it was just sort of a piece that I was doing and maybe mm-hmm. it would become something else, but
1: Oh, I mean, it it evoked all kinds of images and uh, and crosses of uh, very famous films and like uh, Paris, Texas and things yeah. like that. I mean, that's there's just that's elements like, the in top it. Off my yeah, mind. yeah. I was so, like, I, I was like, because it. Like, it was a completely different film than Imago or what do you call it now? In, in, <laughs> the, in the, the blood. blood. Yeah. Sorry, it's ingrained in my head to call it, Imago. Yeah. Uh, it was like a oh, completely different. It was just all different. Right. Kind yeah. of experience you know and i was so impressed yeah.
0: i was gonna say um super
1: in a good way i mean you know both are good but just different yeah great. totally
0: totally <laughs> i just remember getting text man screw this guy Urgh, this pisses me off Urgh. oh by the way here's 30 pages
2: <laughs> i'm like what like okay
0: yeah so yeah that's yeah that's that's how i work these days but i mean placeholders is all that yeah it's all just mm. me venting about stuff but in a different it's sort of a different part of my that obviously that's comedy so it's more like <laughs> Well <laughs> exactly. and what
1: I love about it too is that your your character de- the definition of the characters is uh, just so awesome. Thank they're you. so clear. We can recognize those characters as someone we've met or maybe in ourselves, but they're very um clear, uh defined is the word I want to use, right. which I just love. You know, it has totally this uh, the office the office feel, yeah, you know? Nice. I mean, seriously. Yeah,
0: fun. Uh, oh man, Ooh. the first episode doesn't bring Duke in, does it? No, he comes in, in episode four or okay. three now. <laughs> oh crap, yeah. Chris. Chris has a role. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. Oh, based you on, do? Okay. That's based, yeah. that's based on a real guy, though. He's yeah, it's a guy that he's kind of a creeper that works at Access. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Oh, isn't yeah. aren't you proud, Chris? Uh, uh, absolutely. To be cast in that. When I started writing it, I was picturing the real guy, but halfway through it just. Started being Chris and I couldn't stop. I was like, "Well, it's gonna have to be Chris." Yeah, now. he's like, "You're gonna have to play this role," and I'm like, re- "I'm like, oh, okay." Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, the only thing you have in common with the other guys, you're white and you have a mustache. Yeah. Other than that, you guys don't really look anything, well right. right? But uh, you just sort of embody that. Duke that's effect. that's du- du- that's really duke-ness. weird. Yeah. yeah, it's really weird. I don't know. If- I don't know if that's good phrasing. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. That's
1: you're an hysterical. actor. Act. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, Act creepy. That's Ugh. right so uh i know like i said like i said off mic, i've kind of dominated the conversation here do you guys have anything you know that you want to ask lisa specifically i I was gonna say while we're off mic, you're pretty much covering everything that i'm thinking like oh yeah Yeah. i mean pretty much i mean i'm just like oh okay well was there anything that we missed
3: do you have a preference from television to film or is it relatively the same atmosphere do you find
1: Mm. um I probably like film better because um, you're doing this, you get to play a character for a few months, and mm. then you get to move on to playing a whole new character, yeah. you know. Um, in TV, you could end up playing a character for the same one forever and ever and ever. Right. Uh, <laughs> but but then yeah. there's that regular paycheck. So, <laughs> right. so you know, um, but as a, as an artist, for me, I really do like film because I like trying new characters and playing new things yeah. like How that. How long does it
3: take you to kind of prep for a character? Do you, do you find yourself researching a lot? To-
1: it depends on the role. Like when I did Florence Henderson and, and the Brady Bunch, um, well, I play Carol Brady and Florence Henderson in this um, uh, movie, and a TV movie with Fox. And that was a blast because, gee, my research was watch lots of Brady Bunch episodes. <laughs> right. I was wow. in heaven. Yeah, there you go. And, and it was just to really, you know, I mean, I was cast because... Automatic, you know the director saw that i had I had those trace elements of florence henderson kind of look like her and some of her you know move way she moves and, and whatnot but it was great to just really really get it down hmm. so it kind of depends like because she's a real life person right? I so right. i had to pretty much nail that yeah. oh, wow. um yeah. so that took that took probably a little more time maybe than a role where i'm just creating you know myself you right. know not myself but you know have worked on and plus the audition process you spend quite a bit of time doing your start you know building that character right. to be yeah, convincing so. and do the audition then you get the role then you're going to finish now it's memorizing lines oh not that fun oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but no it's um so it kind of varies on the character, you know. It could be a day. But other times, like with the Florence, you know, it's like I would literally walk around my house. Like, how would Florence walk around the house? Harold, Carol Brady walk around the house because I had to play both. You yeah, know, how would – and you and, – and that, but that's why it's so much – it's fun. It's It's theater games, you know. Yeah. yeah. So. Nice. Cool.
0: I think that actually – you nailed the question I was going to ask. So, yeah, cool. I'm good. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, I'm good. No more pressing issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Well, on that on that note, Lisa is also going to witness the uh, witness and participate somewhat <laughs> in the first installment of a new segment of the show that I like to call Greenlit or Bullshit. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> wherein we throw out a couple of movie synopses, which I have written on my phone. Yeah. yeah
3: and I uh go last.
0: You wanna go last? Yeah. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then we're gonna take a vote as to whether the other three of you in this case think this is a real movie okay. that has been greenlit. Oh my gosh. Or if it's something that is totally made up, hence oh. bullshit.
2: <laughs> so are we ready? I'll go
0: first if you okay. want me. Yeah, yeah okay. you go. Okay, everybody ready? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this one's good. <clears throat> so I gotta really deliver. It. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So here's the pitch, or here's the here's the one-line synopsis. In order to conquer the world, Nazis create modified sharks who are able to fly, and whose riders are genetically mutated undead superhumans. So, if you're not getting that, there's are flying sharks who are piloted by superhuman zombies. I hate you right now. Why? That's go ahead. I'll tell you later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, well, so what do you think? Is it a real movie or is it bullshit? Absolute bullshit. Okay. What do you say, Brittany? Real movie or bullshit? Wait greenlit or bullshit?
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna say greenlit, and if it's bullshit, then we probably should make that one. Mm, we I, I agree. I agree. Some of these are gonna turn into real things. <laughs>
0: Lisa, what do you think?
1: I'm gonna go with the ga- girl. Yes, greenlit.
0: Greenlit. Mm-hmm. So we've got two for greenlit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: one for bullshit. Mm-hmm. The answer is greenlit. Ah! For movie. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Hold on. It's called Sky Sharks. I saw it being I, got, like, I saw it uh, being pitched I at AFM, so. so. <laughs> and and it stars Tony Todd, <laughs> oh
2: and my God. Uh, no way Robert Lazzardo
0: is also in it. Who Tony I Todd. To oh yeah
2: yeah so what?
0: and, um, uh, Carrie Hiroki Tagawa like one of the more famous sort of there people. it is yeah so, there it is yeah so it's it's actually got a fairly decent cast. It's a it's a German production. It comes out in 2017. So for all you listeners out there, uh, <laughs> if that really picked your interest, look for Sky uh, Sharks uh, oh, man. 2017 yeah all right good job yep all right what do you got okay uh mine's a little longer than a one-liner but i'll give it a shot a cop plagued by his past is chasing after something in his town that continues to kill people and make their deaths look like suicides will he survive or will his past swallow him whole that totally sounds real to me Mm -hmm. because i that that sounds like stuff that i hear that i read about all the time so i'm gonna say greenlit i'm gonna say greenlit i
3: say greenlit i uh, okay all right yeah i'll go with greenlit just because the-,
0: the first greenlit shutout bullshit <laughs> oh, is that what? so so this is the one we need to put into production we need to make yeah, yeah. This, yeah. i've actually I'm, well yeah this is one you wrote yeah well i'm writing this is not a venue for self-promotion Chris. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, i was like why not yeah yeah no no that's that's good because obviously it's good you know it sounds like it will work All right, cool.
3: Okay. What you got, Brittany? I got a lot, but we're going to go with this one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Save some. Hold some back. Don't spend it all.
3: All right. So, an evil gunslinging midget comes to terrorize the the good little people of Tiny Town. We're going to go with that and just leave it. (laughs) What?
1: Bullshit. I don't no. know. I want it to be real so
0: bad. It sounds yes. <laughs> so real. I'm, I'm, That's why
3: I said no matter what at the end of this, we're going to have like too many ideas. To I go know, to right? Go with. And, and no hey, we're what.
0: copywriting them as soon as we get done. So we <laughs> yeah. Steal our stuff. Yeah. I'm going to slide with Lisa on this one. I'm going to say bullshit. I'm actually going to be the brave one here and say greenlit. All right. It sounds It sounds right, like it's is. just like the Nazi thing. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's too good to not be true. Yeah, It's like, it sounds like a dream I have. Yeah, exactly.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, final answer. It is Greenlit. Whoa! What's the title? It's called The Colossal Terror of Tiny Town. Oh, wow. God. Wow. It's an old one. It was oh. made back in 1938. No way. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, Good one. we have a... to, like, have a sit-down the watch. The Colossal Terror oh, of yeah. Tiny Town Marathon. We need yeah. to have a popcorn night. Yeah. Right. Well this, done.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that was a, that was a really good one. <laughs> this really makes me think that we should pull the trigger on some of the stupid ones we always talk about. I uh, dude, I literally the reason why I said I hate you is because and why I was like, oh this is total bullshit because we've talked about this kind of stuff before. Oh yeah, Hitlerpotamus.
2: And I literally <laughs> the, the
0: DNA of Hitler and crossbreed it with the hippopotamus. I'm just going to go ahead and read this because <laughs> oh it's one that I came up with. It's not Hitlerpotamus. Well, but I got to tell you about the, the I found I figured out who the he- who the heroes of Hitler Potamus are. Like, oh gosh. Who they have to create who to they- to fight Hitler Potamus. Who they oh, have to create. Harry True Manatee. Oh my God! Harry True Manatee. Copyright, and, uh, guys. Remember, yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. Don't steal these. Hey. So, wait, are we making? We a quiet down. There's another one. There's Don't another have one. your
1: meeting here. Yeah. yeah. No, no,
0: no, no. It's dangerous out there, boys. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna keep the other one back. Then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll keep. Yeah. I'll, yeah I, I was married to
1: man. a writer. Yeah. You have no idea the horrific things that happened to this poor man.
0: Oh, man. In Hollywood, <laughs> anyway. So go ahead. Well, what did you have there? Well, mine was like, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it, because why not?
1: In the past,
0: (laughs) Nazi scientists tried many ludicrous experiments on humans. When Hitler died, they never found his body. The reason why is lying at the bottom of the ocean, half octopus, half shark, Uh. and all Hitler.
1: (laughs) I just hope that
0: in this case, like, they do the little mustache and the... Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like, how do you not? And does he have... Him being half octopus, does he have eight arms or is it just four? And if so, however many arms he has, does he have the band? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Just yeah. <laughs> These are
1: the questions mm-hmm. that
0: haunt us, right?
1: Yeah, true. Um,
0: well, that—that's
1: uh, why I'll never go scuba diving.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what well, did you make that up, or is that totally a, made that up? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, Now it needs a snappy title. Right? Yeah, I was totally sitting there like, like, we need to put that on a poster and funny. sell it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, on that note, I think that wraps up this episode of Barry Living the Dream. Uh, I'd like to thank our first guest, Lisa Wilcox. Well,
1: thank you. It My pleasure. You all? Thank you very
0: much, and I'm sure we'll have you back in the future for sure. For sure. Uh, cool. And to complain about more <laughs> <onset>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also to my co-hosts Brittany and Chris um, remember to f- uh, go to upstartfilmworks.net to find out info on the show uh, Lisa is there anything you want to promote before I uh, you're going to be a Texas Frightmare Weekend this weekend
1: yes I am which and I actually may get
0: this up tonight So if, right so.
1: Um, and then um, I have a new website LisaEWilcox.com, and that's where I'm going to list all the conventions uh, that you can see me at. Um, I'll be doing a couple in Europe, and it looks like one's going to be happening in Florida. Cool. And, you know, but, a lot going on. Um, okay. Please rent Clinger. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, and then the things I'm doing, I'm filming yet. So they're not actually out. Uh, Twitter, I'm now doing social media like crazy now. So it's Lisa Wilcox1 and Instagram is. The Lisa Wilcox, sorry, my PR company said you have to, they were changing it. It was like Lisa Wilcox 79623. Right, right. So they're oh. like, no, no, we're going to change that. It's the Lisa Wilcox. So that's Instagram. So please, please follow me. And of course, fa- Facebook, Lisa Wilcox or Lisa E. Wilcox.
0: <sighs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> time. That's
1: how else it's changed. Right. this social media stuff. We'll talk about that next time. Absolutely. In- oh, yeah. The social sure. media yeah, part. That's, a that's huge deal. Completely changed <sighs> the crazy. industry. Anyway.
3: Yeah. <laughs> on
0: that note, Brittany, your social media.
3: Um, I guess I'm pushing everyone still to Movie Monster on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and it's Nine still on iTunes and Amazon for your horror viewing pleasures. Dun, dun,
0: dun. Uh, at Seawar 54 You can also find me, Christopher Warren, on Facebook. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, uh, don't forget Closet Space, Walking Distance, all these, they're on Amazon, iTunes. Uh, placeholders, placeholders is actually now on Amazon. Yeah, placehold- yeah that's where I watched yeah. it, Placeholders. Yeah, placeholders yeah. on Amazon, Roku, <laughs> FilmOn.com, um, It's soon going to be on Apple TV and Android uh, apps. So check it out. Go find it. Give me some money. (laughs) Please. Start recouping. Yeah, Uh, yeah. and uh, I am Twitter at Upstart Film. I am Instagram at Upstart Film. I am currently not on Facebook. I don't have a personal page, but you can find all the movies on there. Um, Imago slash In the Blood, Walking Distance slash Psychic Experiment. Placeholders slash it's still called placeholders. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, mystery spot. Like all of that stuff's on there. Closet space. So please go find it, friend it, buy it, enjoy it. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe and rate it. Thanks very much, and we'll see you next time. Adios. Bye. Ciao.